At the end of civilization, humanity struggles to survive. Will they also succeed in keeping their humanity alive? Fleeing across a landscape of death, survivors will gather. Some will know each other and some will be strangers, but together they must find some sense of family or they will assuredly find ruin alone. A world of perpetual grays where staying alive eclipses all notions of morality. Or does it? Can people keep looking into the abyss and learn to ignore its baleful gaze back? Can hope for normalcy be retained or is death just the order of the day? Will humanity rebuild or simply become the monsters they fight until monsters are all that's left? At the end of civilization, will humanity be able to live for a brighter future, or will they only learn to fear the walking dead? Uh, Murphy's Law is just all up in this fucking bitch tonight. I think that'll be your opening line. Hi! <laughs> Welcome to your Fear the Walking Dead cast. Yeah, we're just going to roll right into it. We, we, this is like take five, and uh, we're, yep, just go. Uh, fuck it, do it live. Hi, welcome to your Fear the Walking Dead cast. I'm Scott 2.0, Scott McGregor, and here is my co-host tonight, Mike Zumo. So you've got Hello. to really practice now. Um, and we're going to try to get this show off the ground a day late than we were originally going to record it. And just uh, just us two guys tonight, I guess. Um, we've been unsuccessfully trying to get serotonin in on the call, uh, but... She 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 got uh, dumped into a group of zombies and and it's currently hiding under a dumpster and she'll well, be back you? next week. I absolutely would. Yeah, it's apparently the best way to go if you fall into a, <laughs> a bunch you of zombies the, or have a very dumpster. or have a bad CGI deer to take the hit for you. Well, you know that's what those bad CGI deer are there for. Mm-hmm. Easy to hunt uh, and they stick around uh, to to take the zombie tramp for you. So yeah, just us, uh, and we're uh, doing The Walking Dead again, as usual, uh, season one, episode 12, Say Anything, I mean, Say say Yes, is no. is the title of, of the episode. <laughs> I will not say yes. I, I should have got Professor Allen in here, because he, he seemed like he was enjoying it the other night. We, we do a little, hey, we've got a Facebook page that nobody has joined, Um it's it's basically you and I for an hour, and we we kind of live blog occasionally when when the show's going on, and I, I think we we do some funny stuff, or at the very least, it's cathartic. Uh, so. It's usually funny because usually I'm like five minutes behind you. <laughs> really? Okay, I'll keep that in mind. I'm probably spoiling shit for you then. No, not not really. And I honestly, I don't care. I catch up. Or usually by the end of the episode, um, I fast forward through enough commercials that I'm caught up. Yeah, I'm tr- I mean, I'm trying to uh, keep it relatively spoiler-free when I do it. I don't really give details. It's more just things that I'm yelling at my computer screen. Yeah. You know, so you can kind of read them then and then put them into context later if your brain chooses to do that work. But you can find it on uh, Facebook, the little search bar there, and you just type in Fear the Walking Dead cast, and that should be the one. I think we're the only one that pops up on Facebook. It's the only one with me and Mike in it, anyway, so that's pretty easy to, to figure out. So, um, I, I'm not sure, I might not be easy on this episode, folks, so if you're a loyalist to the show, you might want to quit now, but I didn't think it was their strongest episode this this time back. No, I would say not. Uh, I like the, uh, the <laughs> clearly the special effects department was on vacation, it was a guest, guest computer <laughs> graphics month, week, 
And I think the writers may have uh, taken a cup of too many coffee. Well, too. Ezekiel's tiger, uh, Shiva, is that his name? Yeah. I, I believe he has something in his contract or her contract that she has to get more of the uh, CGI work than random deer that show up. That, that would make sense. Um, and as we noted before, that they're probably saving a good chunk of that budget for for the later episodes and a little right. more rant about that too later if I remember because there's so much but yeah the episode was titled Say Yes and we open with Rick and Michonne out on a supply run montage and they, they don't find much uh, some food a couple of guns fuck the clothes because nobody in the apocalypse needs clothes apparently um, Michonne was get Michonne was getting uh Filled up. Did she grab something for herself? I, I didn't. I didn't notice that. Uh, oh, she grabbed a whole lot of Rick. Oh yeah. Well yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That was pretty much a running theme. It was the honeymoon episode, kids, that we never asked for, uh, <laughs> and didn't want. And really didn't want. Uh, if in hindsight being twenty twenty, and uh, they cap off their scavenging with some good old fashioned Rick Shone scragging boom chicka wow wow. And the next morning over coffee and then the daily newspaper, which isn't really a daily newspaper anymore. Did they win last night? Uh, (laughs) They're talking about household stuff. Felt very marriage-y, you know. And on to another montage. Ooh, shotgun. More sexy time. Yeah. Next day, Rick is all like, hey, what's with the smile? It's the apocalypse. Oh, wait, must be my dick. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is that not... I wish we had the female perspective tonight, because... Yeah. I can't... Am I the only one that just, like, wow, that was just kind of really icky from... <laughs> you're not doing the, the feminism movement any any favors there, Rick, because that's kind of the vibe I got off of it. I come across some golfers who are also saviors, because they're chatting about being sick of hearing about Fat Joey's right. demise. And uh, they steal from them. We don't know if they killed them or not, too, but I'm thinking, I guess they didn't. But All right, and this is where we where it comes to, we get some lazy, I don't know if it's lazy uh, writing or what, but this is immediately after a scene in which Rick says, we need batteries. They show up behind this truck into the big fucking box that says batteries on well, it. Well, this whole, yeah, this whole episode has been like Christmas, you know, the <laughs> Christmas honeymoon. Um, just they find well half of what they need in some areas, but yeah, uh, that's that's bothered me through a lot of this. You know, the the diplomacy tour and that they they you know they were like three episodes, four episodes in, and you know they're already finding as many guns as they need, or we think at the time, and just all conveniently placed in one area. And <laughs> apparently, no, in the. I guess I don't know if it's been like maybe two year, maybe two and a half years since uh, the zombie apocalypse. Nobody has gone to this carnival, right? Well, yeah, that's been a major gripe of mine too. That that yeah, there's all these communities we're learning that are within a very reasonably small radius of each other, and and no one has stumbled upon this one. As, and apparently, uh, it was Military Appreciation Day at the fair, or something. Yeah, we even this is where the writing really got bad to me, and I, I make. Uh, do fun of it here in just a minute because um, yeah it was like it was like they were expecting a lot of people this to be their first episode of The Walking Dead ever or something because they held our hand through a lot of shit I thought we have covered for six seasons now that we don't really need to be said out loud again it's almost like well we gotta send Rick and Rashawn on this 
you know, this thing, but what, what the fuck do we talk about anymore? It's always this, kind of the same. It's Groundhog Day in the apocalypse. Right. Every day is kind of doing the same shit. So uh, I guess we feel the need to talk about it constantly. I, I you know, I don't know. I would have been like, don't you wish they could still make movies like this one? Or, you know, boy, I wish I had a comic book to read. I, you know, I wouldn't just be like, we really need to get supplies because that should kind of be a given now. Anywho, yeah, here it goes. The, uh, yeah, you're not a you're not a console uh, gamer. I don't know if you ever you heard of the Last of Us game. It's basically a zombie apocalypse game. Yeah, yeah, I've read a lot about it. And, and but you actually, there is a point where you do find comic books and you give to your the person who's follow, who's following you. Excellent. Uh, she's reading them. Yeah, many of the the zombie like simulation games I play, and there's way too goddamn many of them. You know, you can find stuff like books to. To relieve your stress factor and stuff like that, you know, and, and learn things. You can read books to learn things, which we don't ever see fucking anybody on this show really do. I would be like, you know, you should be getting... I do now, when I go to my garage sale glow stuff, I'm picking up, like, do-it-yourself manuals. I got a marine instructional manual, you know, marine training <laughs> manual, and how to build your own goddamn toilet book, and yeah. I'm getting ready, folks. Uh, I'm getting ready to be the biggest cannibal meal in the apocalypse. Um, Michonne is like, we, we should get back. Rick is like, uh, I haven't had this much nookie in months. <laughs> uh, preparing is war. Preparing for war is good for your relationship and libido, apparently. Roll credits. And not have to put up with anybody else's bullshit. Yeah, you know, kids, man. Um, you got two back home that, you know, Carl could come knocking at a, at a bad time or zombies could come knocking at a bad time. But uh, speaking of town, back in town, Tara, who I just wanted to fucking drown in this episode, too. Uh, That's most episodes. <laughs> <laughs> comes to try to help patch up Rosita and spread her optimism. Uh, and Rosita is just still being mega jerk. And she asked Tara, uh, you know, screw your optimism. Do you know where to get guns? No, because we need fucking guns. I'm going to go get some. Back to the happy, horny road trip. And Michonne's... <laughs> Michonne sees a deer out of a 1998 hunting video game, and I mean, bad. It wasn't on screen for very long, and that was a good idea. And is all like, I know I can kill this fucker. Uh, Rick is like, I got it, honey. I owe you one. And I, I run to the bathroom puking. And they lose the deer, but they find a heavily armed walker. Uh, Captain Obvious finds some shell casings and says that big caliber casing means there's probably some big guns around here. Right. Like, said it kind of just like that, folks. If when um, Michelle was shooting at the deer, that was she hit the bottles? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to that scream-worthy scene, too. <laughs> but yeah, this is actually, he said this right after they had actually found a high-caliber weapon on the guy. So there must be more because we found these casings, not because we just found the gun, gun. that these casings go to. Yep, so there must be more. I like they're fucking I'm a, mice. I'm, I'm available for writing logical dialogue if you need me, Walking Dead people. Rosita is off searching and comes upon nasty-looking trailer trash walker and and finds a toy gun. Fuck. Rick Schoen, uh climb up on a roof for a better view, and Michonne says out loud, maybe we shouldn't be standing on this rotting building, or something to that effect. 
Because nothing bad can happen when you stand up on right. the roof of a rotting oh, yeah. building. Rick, Rick's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, they should uh, <laughs> maybe they should put in the DVDs of season four. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, or just you know a basic knowledge of of wood and construction and what time and the and whole water roof does fell, to it. When the whole roof fell on Bob. Yeah, that that should have been a red flag. That's something I would have remembered. That was a pretty epic zombie storm right there. Uh, yeah, so remember that one, kids, for future reference, uh, that Michonne actually tried to save their asses on that one. So they see a small carnival slash, like, county fair with a ton of walkers of the soldier and civilian variety. And, again, for some reason, they feel the need to say out loud to each other, Wow, look, guns and spent rounds. There must have been a fight. I wonder what could have happened. Maybe walkers, you think? Or walkers and other people. Yeah, just pulling my fucking hair out of my head at this point. Why are there so many fucking guns at the carnival? <laughs> well, we can't even get to that question because we're blocked by the stupidity of the dialogue going on. <laughs> just saying, you know, to the only other person that you fought along with for a couple of years now who you don't have to say this shit to out loud. It's like completely for the benefit of the audience. Yeah, I'm just talking from a technical narrative standpoint at this point. You know, it's just like you're obviously saying this to the audience who's been with you. I said, even if this is your first goddamn time visiting The Walking Dead, you've probably seen a zombie show before or a movie, unlike the people in this universe. And even if not, I think you can work out that if there's guns and, and... shell casings on the ground and a lot of people carrying guns and now everyone's zombies there was probably a fight of some kind maybe that's just me i i'd like to think i have a higher iq than some people and maybe i do i I don't know uh available for okay i'll shut up about it (laughs) (laughs) is it just me mike i just this whole freaking episode Irked me to be honest. Yeah, too many. Uh, you know, well, I think I've been good. A lot, this- of, a lot of stuff can is too convenient. Yeah, just very lazy writing. So then they they feel the need to stay say out loud. Of course, uh, let's go get those guns because we need guns. Remember? So yeah, I just felt like I was having my hand held through this whole thing, and I just I don't see the need for it. And, you know, for, I can't be the only one that's. I'm like, yeah, we've been paying attention. Guns are good in the apocalypse. Yeah, especially since they don't have any at Alexandria. And they have to give a whole bunch to the uh, to the trash heap. Michonne tries her sniper skills, no doubt drawing more walkers from miles away. But uh, does she take out a couple zombies to thin the herd at all? No, she tries it on one of the carnival games because she wants to win a giant teddy bear or something. Maybe she missed. Well, that could be too because she has <laughs> you know, proven to be kind of a crappy shot. Right. At one point. And then they, of course, fall through the goddamn roof because rotting building. And, and they're laughing, of course, instead of having fractures, lacerations, and probable internal damage. Because that <laughs> would happen to most human beings that fall through a roof. Uh, so did they land on a mattress or something? Or I, I looked like it for a second. I was going to go back and check, but I didn't care at that point. <laughs> they should have been hurt, not laughing. I don't care what you fall on. <laughs> There's still going to be a moment of ugh before the laughing, and we didn't yeah, get that. I would not have been laughing if I fell through a roof. No, see, there are a couple scenes that seem to be missing in this episode, too, that would have cleared a couple things up. There's a big one coming up, actually, that I didn't notice until the second viewing. 
Uh, well, they find a stash of uh, MREs, which for you non-military people, I'm a non-military person, but there are meals ready to eat, you know, good apocalypse food. And it's a good thing it said ready to eat right on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said, got to hold our hands a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, the herd is uninterested in all the loud noises, and that usually means that food is near. I thought that was a little a little plot hole too. They're, yeah, they, they're like, why are they sitting in here for so long? Yeah, you know. Well, just they came upon the, the only place that has deaf zombies apparently, because normally they they would have been around that entire building, you know, by daylight, and and there would have been no getting out. <laughs> Uh, whatever we needed to, we needed to get guns. I, I was very concerned about Rick's enthusiasm for the uh, MRE style chili mac, especially when you're in a place without proper uh, plumbing facilities. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that that could be problematic. Uh, you know, and Rick wants to keep extending that goddamn you know honeymoon too, and I don't think Michonne's going to really be appreciating that after <laughs> about 24 hours from when they down that stuff. Well, maybe actually might be Rick kicking her ass out of bed because she's the one that's like, I'm just gonna keep eating these, you know. It's like, yeah, even without chili mac, I gotta think MREs are just kind of loaded right. with stuff that's not gonna be pleasant the next day. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I need to keep. And them. instead of eating it all, shouldn't they be loading it up and bringing it home? Well, yeah, yeah, they have like, yeah, they just found like food to feed, you know, ten people for twenty five years. Right. Um, I was, I'm hoping that they would, they would have taken that with them. You know, it's like, oh no, we just need guns. Let's leave all this food here because we've never encountered starvation before. No, not at all. <laughs> Especially since uh, Father Gabriel ran off with all the fucking food. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why would we want more of these? I don't know. Uh, again, just uh, more evidence that Rick should not be allowed to be king of the apocalypse. No, and, and they were talking about this, and I'm glad at some point Rick did realize that he'd be a shitty king of the apocalypse. Yeah, uh, yeah, or maybe he just doesn't want to be blamed completely anymore. <laughs> He's going to be anyway. You, you know it's coming. Uh, anyway, let's, let's try to get back on, on the rails, because uh, we have another enraging scene from Rosita and she comes to f- and at, please somebody point me out if I'm wrong on this one too at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com Rosita comes to Father Gabriel and is like no guns why I couldn't find any and she tears him a new one for talking her out of her suicide mission which she attempted to do anyway so fuck this scene I'm done with it uh, but I the, did think Seth Gilliam did a good job doing yeah, this. Yeah, and the, that was my follow-up. I'm like, okay, to be fair, Seth gave another great speech and shows us the only time the writer showed up in this episode because it was some good dialogue. But did it was just the only reason that dialogue happened was because Rosita came in and did something completely crazy sauce. You know, which now she's been doing for at least the last what three episodes, yeah, three maybe four episodes. There's a better way to do it than just making everyone an idiot, isn't there? <laughs> she literally came and said, you know, "How dare you talk me out of the thing I did anyway?" What? Yeah, well. <laughs> you should have been just like go sit in the corner and think of what you've done. <laughs> um, so yeah, my brain kind of schismed on that one. 
And then we get more, yeah, the MRE dinner time, and then they kind of pretend it tastes good for each other. Uh, and they strategize some things about what happens after they beat Negan. And, of course, like Michonne nominates Rick for King of the World, but Rick is like, I'll share power with you, baby. And I think this is pretty much the apocalypse equivalent of a marriage proposal. Yes, and uh, <laughs> Rick was saying that uh, something to the effect of she's going to have to learn to... I don't know, maybe rule the apocalypse when he's gone, so maybe Andrew Lincoln's contract is running out soon. Yeah, I, you know, it would be a bold move, you know, in the upcoming scene here, I, I was convinced for half a second that they might do it, but then common sense and disgust took over, and I'm like, yeah, no, dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> so Rick is like, we can stay out here forever finding stuff and screwing. He does not want that honeymoon to be over, and he bribes her with chili and mac cheese, as we've mentioned. And back at the ranch, uh, Tara is having a painful conversation with Judith. Oh, yes. Apparently completely mute. Does not make any noise. They've torn her tongue out. No, they didn't really tear her tongue out, David Pasquale. Um, because <laughs> she just like happy baby, like and well, and then very bored baby, and yeah, Tara's retelling us a whole shit ton of stuff that we already know. You know. Yeah, but uh, Judith didn't know. No, Judith didn't know. It's it's important to keep everyone informed in your camp, I guess. And she's dumping. <laughs> and Judith. Who's she going to tell? Well, nobody, apparently. She's mute. And, uh, yeah, so Unless her first word is Oceanside. Yeah, so she's, well, yeah, she's dumping her big secret to the kid who looks about as bored as we are. And uh, she's having a, a self-reflective moment, though, so uh, it's kind of nice, and I should be easier on this show, maybe. Uh, I don't want to be scolded by Professor Allen. Uh, back well, if the, Professor Allen wants wants to scold you, <laughs> he should be coming on the show to do it. I, I agree. He, he knows he has an open chair. Anyway, back so, at the fair. The, the thanks, sol- Professor Allen. <laughs> yeah, let's piss <laughs> off our one of two listeners we ex- oh, we're not absolutely piss know we have. Uh, That's how but, we invite people. <laughs> yes. Back at the fair, the soldiers and carnies are are, are wandering. I want to have David Pascarell on here. How, see how somebody who actually doesn't even watch the show <laughs> and just listens to our recaps, reacts to the recaps. Uh, back at the fair, the soldiers and carnies are wandering around, and Rick Schoen are going over the plan to take them out, and Rick is like, I have a great idea about this car, so you should go kill as many as you can with the sword. Uh, and Rick's plan is pretty much shit from the start, as he has a rough and time. TV for... translation for I have a great plan. It's not a great plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's funny, though. I have to give it that. This is kind of a funny sequence, just because Rick looks like a moron. Um, he has a little rough time removing uh, the, the walker from the windshield, which is a nice, gory sequence. Comes out in pieces. Yes, uh, literally. And, and the they, looks on his face for it was yeah, priceless. Like, oh, fuck. Because yeah. <laughs> first the foot, then he ends up with half a walker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good little gut pulling apart shot. That, that was yeah. sweet. Uh, and they start the car rolling. I, I couldn't even figure out what the fuck he was trying to do. I know he said it a couple times, but at this point my brain kind of shut down. Uh, to whatever Rick and Michonne were saying. <laughs> so I didn't go what they were... The brakes were, actually... were out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I didn't even know that was part of the plan when it happened. But, yeah, they start the car rolling. I don't know what the plan was. No, okay, I'm glad I'm not alone on that then, because it was just, it was like a missing scene. It's like, 
okay, we're getting in the car, it's going to go rolling, and then what? What are we shooting for here? I just did not get it at all. And apparently he didn't either, because he, he jumps in and a zombie um, magically sets off his gun, which the odds of that, I'm going to go play the lottery uh, after watching I thought, so, I thought somebody was attacking at that point. Yeah, that's what it looked like at first, and then it's like, no, a zombie with a gun got it caught on a rebar and it started firing. I'm sure that can happen, I suppose. But I don't think it's real likely. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, not only can it happen, but it can happen again. Uh-huh. And uh, well, you see it in all the, you know, in the movies all the time. You know, any gun that gets dropped on the ground will fire and, and hit somebody. It's kind of a rule. And Michonne jumps in the trunk. I remember is- what movie it was I was watching once, where somebody dropped a machine gun down a flight of stairs and it <laughs> killed everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't remember what movie that was, oh, that but familiar. Yeah. it does. Where the thing was like intentionally dropped to do that, right? I don't remember. It's, it sounds like uh, a bad 80s Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, <laughs> that would work. Um, all right, now, now you got to pay attention to this one, kids, because this one made my brain go a little weird, too. But Michonne jumped in the trunk, the trunk, okay, separate from the rest of the car. Uh, when? As uh, Rick, you know, started rolling the car um, and jumped in the, the front seat, and Rick's great plan fails miserably, and the car is surrounded. But m- another missing scene: Michonne um, presumably must have broke through the back seat into the car because she magically climbs out of the fucking sunroof with him. I well, don't think that, that's that, that's plausible. It is, but it'd be nice to see it. It'd be nice to not have her just teleport there. <laughs> it doesn't take that much screen time, does it? I mean, they want us to assume stuff like that, but they will walk us through things that we know backwards and forwards. That's what I just do not get about the fucking writing. I really don't. Um, yeah, because I didn't even think I caught, caught it till the second time I watched it, but it's like, wasn't she in the trunk? <laughs> And uh, so she's not in the trunk. Okay, why not? We have more important things to do, like getting a <laughs> fake out death. And yeah, they they escape through uh, the fair, knocking over things to slow them down. Uh, they split up and each take a herd, and uh, we get a good zombie killing montage. Pretty yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually stopped to count. Although I still think these were kind of lazy zombies. They, they were like, you know, we've seen them take down whole big. You know fences, and these guys are struggling against carnival partitions. So they did get one down, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, and they actually stop to count the remaining zombies, who kind of politely wait for them to do so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> and Rick learning they were enough, in the Yeah, and Rick presumably learning nothing about gravity earlier, uh, climbs up on a rusty Ferris wheel to shoot some. And he sees bad CGI deer for a second again and, and falls almost right into the herd. And Michonne comes running. Now, I was to, almost waiting for this Ferris wheel to start moving. That would have been, you know, I'm sure it wasn't in the budget, but that would have been more entertaining at this point. Even though there was, there was no possible way there could have been any power there. Oh, I thought you meant, like, I would have loved to have seen it, like, dislodge completely and just start rolling with him on it. Uh, well, you would think that thing's pretty rusty by now. Well, yeah, you know, that's why you don't, you know, they're, 
I think the one woman on Talking Dead afterwards is like, I don't trust something that just came off a truck and was put up in 10 yeah. minutes. You know, and this this kind of poorly constructed carnival ride has been sitting and rusting for, you know, a good three-ish years now. So, uh, yeah. They kill people when they're in their prime. Uh, yeah, Michonne comes running just in time to see them munching uh, something on the spot where Rick just was, of course. So she thinks he's dead, but hold the dumpster well, this door was, open. This was kids. after the uh, magical uh, uh, machine gun zombie shot Rick off the Ferris wheel. He shot him off the Ferris wheel? Was that what happened? I thought it just oh, broke. I thought it was a gunshot. I don't know. No, because that was... Yeah, he was done firing by the time the, the car rolled down there, I think. Well, I thought he fired again. Uh, all I know is gravity always wins, kids. That's that's the lesson we should learn. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and don't fall into the walker herd. Yeah, try not to. Unless you have a conveniently placed deer to take the munch for you. Um, yeah, so she thinks she's dead. he's dead. I, I thought so for half a second, and then I realized that the, the, bra- the show wouldn't no, be that yeah. brave. Uh, not an episode. What is this, episode... 12 or 13? 12, 12, yeah, so four more to go. But, if anybody important is going to die, it's going to be in episode 16. Yeah, that's always been my assertion is that that's exactly what they should, should you know, shuffle up on us, but they don't. Um, and let's talk about CGI Bambi for a second. The effects aside, but how many deer are even going to be that stand around that fucking close to humans, undead or otherwise, and just sit there munching? First gunshot. Gunshot, that deer is out of there. And half a mile away into the woods before, <laughs> yeah, anything can get to him. So. First gunshot, that deer is gone. Just watch some Animal Planet writers. That's, that's all I'm saying. Just a couple episodes, maybe get you a little more in tune with how fucking the world actually works. <laughs> walk, out, walk outside your house. I know. <laughs> if Take I, a if drive I, on a country I, road. You want to see how fast a deer can move. Well, I have you know, deer show up right outside my house. Yeah. yeah. The, minute I, the minute I open the door, they're fucking out of there. Yeah, and you ain't going to catch them, especially if you're a shambling walker. <laughs> well, yeah, the shambling walkers are not going to catch them, and those that rapid-fire performance by our rebar walker... Would have scared that thing out of there. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, it would have been nowhere. It would have been miles away by that point. But whatever. We need to get those guns and pretend that Rick almost got killed. Unless it's death. <sighs> yeah. yeah. One of my mother's cousins was a very lousy hunter. I think he just liked going out and hunting. I don't think he actually liked shooting anything. So he shot. He fired a warning shot into the air, and the deer didn't go anywhere. Okay, you know, if, if someone in the show in the last seven seasons had established that... Most animal life had lost their hearing due to the zombie virus. I'd have been okay with that. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe the deer's deaf. I don't know. We're just stupid. You're more forgiving than I am, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Only because I know that story. <laughs> yeah. If I had never heard that, I wouldn't be. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So in the aftermath, they, they gather up their new gun score and depart. And, and Michonne is very upset at the fake death. As was I until giving him props. Professor Allen talked me down a little bit. Uh, I was like, okay, yeah, he's going to crawl out of something. And they kept showing that little cabinet or whatever he crawled in, out of, under. How the hell did he get in there? Yeah, I, uh, whatever. <laughs> Just, uh, he's, you know, walking dead physics at this point. Scotty, beat me out. You can survive falling through that roof without a bruise on you. You can squeeze under anything. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, Professor Allen and, and you, you're like, well, at least we didn't have to wait four weeks of it. And I'm like, yeah, the show would have been willed to you, and I would have been gone if we had waited, had to wait four weeks for well, that. See, I one. can't imagine how you have to wait four weeks to find out the Glenn Dumpster resolution. I was binging that season. Yeah. So I only had to wait about uh, maybe a day or two. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It was harder for, for the rest of I us. I can imagine four weeks of that would have driven you nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and the resolution really wasn't that satisfying. No, not at all, because we kind of knew he was going to buy it again anyway. So Rick says, I wish the honeymoon wasn't over, but that whole you thinking I died kind of killed the mood, didn't it? Um, and I do like this scene. Rick, Rick finally kind of processes some of Glenn's death. Um, and I, it didn't even really occur to me. It's like, yeah, that's right. Glenn saved him right in the beginning. So that's an extra layer of fuck, you know, on poor Rick's conscience. Uh, he talks some truth to Michonne. He tells her that if either one of them fall in the coming war or whatever, the other has to go on for the children in the future and all that hopeful shit. And because Robert Kirkman wants to keep this show going until the end of time. Exactly. Uh, and Michonne admits that loving Rick has made her soft, which kind of the, you know, the, the lesson we always get. It's like, uh, yeah, you care about people, you're doomed. So it's well, probably doomed. If she ever dies on The Walking Dead. Or he's doomed. The Highlander universe will have great uh, use for this actress. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that'd be a reboot I would definitely get behind. Um, as long as you cast a Scottish guy to play a Spanish guy um, Rick is just like step up future children you know and personally over here I'm still on team Maggie for president Rick has no fucking business being the ruler of the apocalypse anymore now Rick could be the police chief yeah exactly absolutely head of security fucking yeah. uh, I'd be the first to vote for that one but no that's what Rick no. is good. that's what Rick is good at Rick is not a leader of uh, people. No, and, and, you know, he just basically, you know, proved that he's going to care too much, whatever, no matter what he says, if uh, he would have done the same thing. It was pretty striking to see Michonne drop her sword, and, and she was pretty much done. You know, if he had, if it was really him dying, she was pretty much next at that point, uh, which sucks for her and that's not the Michonne I want to see she should know by now that that's a, a very real possibility they both shouldn't you know that's what kind of irked me about this only that it's like we've really kind of had this conversation already a lot of times on this show because it's one of the few conversations you can even have on this show right but you know what it seemed like one of the first times that Michonne seemed vulnerable yeah, and that's that's a good character moment, absolutely. And as I said, this this helped me forgive the whole fake out death thing. Right. Um, and then yeah, there was some fine acting going on here too. That, that you know she always brings it. I'm not really a huge fan of Rick's performance. Yeah, well, you know what performance what? in this one, but the actors are doing the best they can with what they've got, and they don't have a whole lot here. Yeah, as I said, the dialogue just was really flat-out, objectively freaking horrible earlier on when they were just kind of spelling everything out that they were doing as they were doing it, you know? Right. And just, no. So they ended up uh, bringing the guns that they found to uh, the Heapsters. They found 63 guns, and uh, of course, the the leader, Queen Cannon Fodder, which I couldn't remember her name at first, but it's Jadis. Uh, she says the board, they need... The board queen. 
Yeah, the Ford Queen. Um, the, the kids in Mad Max Thunderdome. She says that they need more guns or no deal. They actually have like about 120 people, presumably. So Rick's got to find more. Gee, wonder where those are coming from. Uh, and they really need to run subtitles when she talks, because I'm not here to learn a second fucking language. Okay, kids, just <laughs> help me out or something. Well, just don't use any pronouns. And uh, I can follow speaking. along earlier on in the episode, but my brain was exhausted by the time we got to Jadis and her funny speak, and I was just, like, not having it. My brain went on mute both times. Need more. <laughs> yeah, need more. That's what it came down Although- to. What did you think of Rick's negotiating skills? That was actually pretty good. The little haggling thing that was that was pretty neat. Uh, you know, he, she only wanted, he got twenty. She only wanted to give him ten. So I wish I could negotiate like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he he does. I don't. There's no real logical. He doesn't have any kind of upper hand that would suggest that she should give in to him like that. But you know, maybe she thinks he's cute. I don't know. And he gets to keep the cat. Yeah, and the cat. That's right. She wanted the cat back. Uh, in one of those, another one of those things that I think I must have just blanked out. Um, <laughs> it took me a minute quit before my eyes did. <laughs> and uh, Michonne gives me a What's that? It took me a minute to end the cat. I'm like, what cat? Yeah, my cat. Like, oh, that stupid wicker cat that Rick grabbed at the end of the last episode. See? What purpose does that serve in the apocalypse? Uh, you know, sentimental value. Gonna give that to Negan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess it was the, the, the writers, you know, popping in to say, hey, look, you know, I know we sat this one out, but we can still be clever. <laughs> See, we referenced that thing a while ago. See? Stay with us, guys. Just had a bad day. <laughs> And Michonne says uh, somebody to the effect of, we can go back out on the find and fuck tour in a few more days, but we really need to get home now. Uh, so back at home, Rick goes to see Tara to find, uh, to see if she knows where Rosita is, because they're such good buddies and she keeps track of her. But she was on her way to see Rick because she has something to tell him. Gee, I wonder. So uh, I guess that little reveal isn't going to take quite as much as we thought it was. Uh no. I guess we'll get to see soon what's done about it. And uh, final scene, Rosita is getting ready to leave and find Sasha at Abraham's grave. And she's there to get Sasha's help. The suicide mission is still on. Are you fucking kidding me? So she brought uh, Sasha. And she's bringing her friends. Are they friends now? Uh, yeah, apparently, you know, uh, the, the sisters in fucking suicide mission, I guess. Anyway. There was and, this whole, uh, you know, because we shared a penis, doesn't make us friends, but now yeah, they're friends. it was like two episodes ago, and now she's like, will you go die with me, <laughs> even though I was a bitch to you? Sure, yeah, why not? Did you bring me a nice new sniper rifle? She yes, did. I did. So you can take the shot on Negan. We'll both go die together. Uh, instead of waiting for the massive assault that our leader is almost accomplished... Um, so yeah, let's go with that. Nothing could possibly go wrong there. We're pro- apparently just both want to die without Abraham's dick around. Uh, we're that shallow, so we just want our revenge. And yeah, this isn't okay, writers. It really well, Sa- isn't. <laughs> Sasha has a, has a ship to catch, so. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, so I, I'm betting maybe she might be one of the ones to go. I just, man, no. See, now I'm angry again. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, Rick's not going to attack quick enough, so let's go die, sister. Moral of the story is, we're spinning our fucking wheels again. Kids. Yeah, we... And and I, I just posted this like a day ago, and I do want to talk about it. Like, it seems like the Walking Dead marketing department is willingly shooting itself in the foot. You know, they just released some interview with one of the producers or Gimple or somebody. You know, basically the one they do every friggin' season. It's like, yes, all oh, the stakes are high in the finale, and someone's gonna die in the finale, and who cares if we have three more episodes to get there? You only need to watch the fucking finale. Is the lesson I get from that, <laughs> and what we've been complaining about a little bit this last season. Uh, I just don't know why you would do that to your own show. I really don't. Strange interview. I don't know why they'd give that interview. Yeah. I just don't know, man. I hope they prove me wrong. Looks like some good... Uh, looks like things ramp up pretty quickly with uh, the kingdom. And yeah, shit's going to go down at the next Savior visit. Yeah, so that that's good. Um, so I almost maybe think that's a fake out that's like... But I just don't see how that works to your advantage. Uh, well, I guess we don't know where the betrayal is. You know, I think... Uh, a lot of people are going to assume somebody's going to betray Rick. Right. But it could be a betrayal on the uh, on the Savior compound. I Well, yeah, I think Dwight's still got his shit cooking there. I mean, most definitely. Um, and I said, we've got Chekhov's, uh, what's her name out there, his wife, Sherry. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, we have the... Uh, a doctor got roasted so Sherry could live, so... Yeah. Uh, and the Oceanside thing. I, I bet they're going to skip Oceanside next episode and probably hit it in the one after that, and then we'll be all armed up and ready. Uh, they're still not going to do, like, the whole all-out war this season. I think we'll get the first volley first of it. First shots. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some... I don't know. I, w- I wish they'd start intercutting some of these plot lines. They've been doing a good... They've had me right up to this episode. Up to this episode. You know, you know Mike, maybe, maybe if they intercut a couple of things, I don't know, maybe at the kingdom. What the fuck is Daryl doing? Yeah, not is, much is he right still now. Is he still walking to the hilltop? Yeah, when, and the saviors are probably going to fucking find him there. Yeah. When was the last time we saw Maggie? <laughs> it's been a couple... Like, the first episode, I think, was all we've gotten, or the first one back here. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, so, yeah, man, and that's it. That's that's kind of the more interesting story to me. I, I guess I'm just kind of bored with Rick and Michonne. I know it's blasphemy, but I was sure as hell bored with this episode of them. Yeah, well, the problem becomes Andrew Lincoln gets probably gets paid the most. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they've got such a massive cast now that it just doesn't serve the story well, man. If you're juggling that many balls, you've got to keep them all in the air. No. You can't, can't let them drop. And I said, they've been doing... The, I get that they're still going to do these one-offs. And we still got some sprinklings of shit back at Alexandria and Rosita. Right. So it wasn't completely just the, the road show, but it just seemed like so yeah, much I, I wanted useless. to intercut the stories I want to see. You could have just told this... They had some cool effects, some cool stunts, and... It just seems like he could have done so much. It was really the dialogue that bugged me most of all in this. It wasn't the concept so much. Well, the episode was fun. Yeah. But. I just felt like, you know, we're running over the same ground in a lot of ways. Yeah. So and this fun. show, it's like this show, you know, the, these seasons would probably be better if they're 13 episodes. It just yeah. seems like there's like three episodes worth of story where they're just kind of 
spinning their wheels. Maybe. And it almost seems like we're going to go right into, you know, Carol. I'm sure something will happen, but Carol right back into warrior mode after building her up as Miss Pacifist. I don't want to deal with anybody for so many. So it's the same old story with her that she's just going to flip character 180 again when when they needed a fight. And I'm just kind of sick of that one, too. I think it's time for Carol to die. I I think she's pretty high up on the pool list. They're betting her character back and forth like a tennis ball. Yeah. I'm betting her inside. Well, I don't know if they knock off two or three women (laughs) instead of some men this time. I don't know. Because I I bet Sasha and her are are pretty high up on the list. Uh, Or Rosita. But uh, yeah, watch, might, watch might, Rosita survive. Might be losing some girls this this finale. Which I'm not sure how people are going to feel about that. But fuck it, that's kind of that's the world we're in here, kids. And, and I mean, Carol's character, especially Carol's character, just really going nowhere. Well, and they need some kind of you know event to to kick everybody off. It feels like we're going to get that with the kingdom. So I don't know if it'll be her or. Or what? The episode's called Bury Me Here. So it it might be a grim one. Uh, So hopefully they they give us something meaty. Because eventually... No more dumpsters. Thank you kindly. Eventually, God of Magic Carol's going to learn the truth. Yeah, and that's what the previews seem to look like. I don't know how, you know, a fucking carrier pigeon come in and bring her something, because I don't know how she'd, unless she just worked it out, that, you know, holy shit, Daryl was lying to me. Well, Morgan tells her. I see, I don't don't see him doing that either, because he doesn't want to fight. I mean. Well, I didn't, I don't, I didn't take attendance at the preview for next week, or whenever that was. Yeah, it was basically her. Was, was Morgan at that? Uh, is Morgan going to be at that drop at the Saviors where we saw? Yeah, I think so. So uh, maybe that's after whatever goes down at the next uh, Savior uh, Kingdom meeting. No, that's the logical thing because they told him to keep bringing Richard too, right? Who obviously wants to start some shit, or it almost sounded like it's like. Well, know. it looks like shit's going to go down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has to. Uh, yeah, I guess we we needed our one little fun, sexy time filler for this one to have the the, the apocalypse marriage of, of Rick and Michonne. So I, I'm not opposed to it. I just rather see more other stuff. Right. <laughs> well, at least, at least no Jeffrey Dean this episode. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see him till. I bet we, we got a break from that. All. Yeah. Yep, yeah, well, they're going to have to have them probably a lot in the finale, so they're probably saving up. <laughs> yeah. And we should probably wrap it up, because even with only two of us, we managed to get this at, like, 45 mi- minutes. So yeah. call it a week on this one. And sorry this so. came out a little late, kids. Uh, we'll be back with you next week on Fear the Walking Dead cast. For Mike Zumo, who does a podcast, too, in yep, addition I- to this one. If I do the Man of Screen podcast over at manofscreen.podomatic.com, I cover the adventures of Superman on both TV and movies from the Fleischer to 1941 until today. Right now, I'm in season five of the adventures of Superman with George Reeves. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So bye now. We'll talk to you next week, kids. Later. 30 years ago, I walked into a comic store and I picked up G.I. Joe and the Transformers number one. A month later, I came back. 
They say every journey has a first step. Every story has a beginning. This is mine. I may have begun my comics collecting career in earnest in 1990, but from the fall of 1986 until the fall of 1987, I was a regular at my LCS. So in honor of 30 years of collecting comics, I'll be recapping and reviewing all of them on the days they originally came out. So join me, Tom Panneries, for Origin Story, a podcast miniseries starting this September at popcultureaffidavit.com and 2TrueFreaks.com. <laughs>